0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to
1: claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. prohibited by See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome in to another edition of Future Brew, our Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network by SB Nation. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me today as always, is my boy John Simmons. John, how you doing? Is it uh, is it nice weather where you're at right now? I feel like uh, spring has come a little early this year.
2: Yeah, I can kind of feel that uh, winter's ending and spring's peeking out. So that's good. It means football a little bit closer.
1: Exactly. And that's exactly what I was going to get at. We're one step closer to football, one step closer to spring football and spring practices. And with spring practices, we get a, a little peek at the guys that will be playing on the team this year in 2020. Uh, I'm excited to see how the depth chart uh, works itself out in the following months. It'll be interesting to see how these guys play in uh, it's not really a spring game anymore. It's more of a, uh, glorified practice, open practice, I guess, is is what they're calling it these days. But nonetheless, uh, we're not going to talk about any of the guys on the current team today. We're going to talk about some uh, potential Wolverines down the line. And uh, there were a few guys that visited this past weekend for uh, another little uh, junior day event uh, in Ann Arbor. And the one guy that is, is most significant in this group is Uh, to me, at least early on, is uh, in-state offensive lineman Raheem Anderson. He is uh, being recruited as a center, but he could probably play guard if uh, they really wanted him to. Uh, Currently, he is ranked uh, number 211 overall, the number three center, and the number seven player in the state of Michigan. Crystal Ball is still favoring Michigan, but there uh, are a couple uh, on the cloudy side of things as of right now. Uh, It it was 100% for Michigan at one point. Now it's down to 60% with uh, the other 40% being undecided. Um, it it kind of seems like Michigan's cooled down on him a little bit. Uh, he was supposed to visit earlier in the year, but uh, was unable to. Now he gets onto campus. And uh, it, it sounded like he had a pretty good time uh, connecting again with Jim Harbaugh and Ed Warner. So uh, if they're really interested in uh, getting him on board in the 2021 class, then uh, getting him back on campus for another unofficial visit uh, is probably a pretty decent start to uh, get things back on track, eh, hey, John?
2: Yeah, I think what was uh, meaningful about his uh, recap of the visit was how hard the, the Michigan coaches were going or talking about his, uh, their chance of having four offensive linemen drafted in the NFL draft this year, which I think is going to be a big uh, recruiting hit for the linemen going forward. Um, especially this spring because they can parlay, you know, the success of their development um, to the league for offensive linemen in particular. So look for, to see that uh, a lot more moving forward. And I think the pitch uh, definitely worked on Anderson.
1: Yeah, I I, I think so too. And, and it, it's definitely an interesting point to bring up because Probably most people thought, okay, Cesar Ruiz will probably stay. Jalen Mayfield obviously has at least one more season as a Wolverine, but the Cesar Ruiz decided to jump early. Four guys are uh, being replaced, and now you're going to see these redshirt freshmen uh, coming in, uh, guys like Carson Barnhart. Uh, potentially getting uh, uh, some more reps moving forward. Maybe Zach Carpenter at center, maybe Nolan Rumler at one of the guard spots. You're going to see these guys that have already been uh, in the program for one year, getting their chance to uh, prove themselves and and to get more significant playing time. And uh, yeah, I I agree. I think uh, Raheem uh, took that uh, in a very positive way. And uh, I, I think a lot of offensive linemen should, Uh, take that in a positive way as well moving forward. Um, You know, not just Raheem Anderson, but other offensive linemen that they're going after, David Davikov, Rocco Spindler, Garrett Dellinger, uh, they're going after a ton of these offensive linemen in this 2021 class that are uh, uh, four stars and higher. So uh, we'll see if this pitch ends up working for more guys, but it it seems like it's working for Raheem so far. Uh, You know, I, I feel like the center position in general, Uh, isn't really one that they're going to absolutely need uh, in 2021. So if they took him, maybe they try him out at guard. Maybe they leave him at center. They had Reese Atterberry in the 2020 class and then Carpenter moving forward. Uh, At the very least, he's going to get his opportunity to play center uh, this season as a redshirt freshman. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if they uh, turn up the heat on Raheem. Uh, He's a very talented player. So uh, if you're a Michigan recruiting fan, uh, you would hope that that they do, uh, especially with him being uh, a, a Detroit kid. He goes to Cass Tech, so uh, you can't lose out uh, on in-state kids uh, if you really want them. So uh, he, he's definitely an important player moving forward. Another guy uh, that stuck out to me, John, is uh, uh, John Howes IV. He is a, a defensive back uh, from the great state of Tennessee. He's a three-star guy. Uh hasn't really seen his recruitment take off too much. He's got a few nice offers here and there. He's got the Indiana offer, uh, Kentucky, Kansas, uh, Louisville, just to name a few. So, um, I think uh, Michigan could become a factor here. Uh, he, he does have a few other Big Ten offers. Yeah, obviously, the Michigan offer, uh, Nebraska, Penn State, and he's got one from Purdue and uh, one from Ole Miss as well. So pretty interesting defensive back prospect here to uh, visit unofficially uh, so early uh, in the offseason. Yeah, he's uh, been to campus. I think
2: this is his third time um, in Ann Arbor, which you know is a lot for a guy who's coming from Tennessee out of uh, – and he's only in his junior season still, um, he came up for the barbecue at the Big House over the summer with a couple of his uh, teammates. He plays at uh, was it Brentwood Academy, which is a pretty big yeah. uh, powerhouse there in Tennessee. And uh, there's guys like uh, Eli Sutton and Noah Josie, who are two linemen that Michigan is also recruiting, um, have come up as well. But it seems like that uh, House is uh, responding to, to Michigan's pitch the most. I'd say at this point, um, so he, he, Michigan's probably in one of their top school, uh, one of the top schools in his mind. Um, you know, he's got good length at six, two, um, at one eighty five. So he's not going to be like an Andre Seldon type. He'll have the ability to cover outside receivers. Um, so I think that's kind of the role that Michigan will want him to play if, if they, uh, get him on campus.
1: And they had a few other 2021 guys in the class, but I want to talk about a few guys in the 2022 class. And uh, I know it's a little early, but they had a few uh, guys that could be national prospects by the time it's all said and done. Kane Saunders is one of them. Uh, he's from the state of Ohio. He's listed as an athlete right now. He's 5'10", 172. Uh, Got a few crystal balls already in two for Penn State, one for Notre Dame. Obviously, he has those two schools offered to him right now. Uh, Josh Gaddis is the primary recruiter uh, in this recruitment for Michigan. Michigan's offered him. I would imagine they're probably looking at him on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, He doesn't have the Ohio State offer yet, so. uh, you know, you always kind of want to wait and see with the Ohio kids to see if Ohio State ends up recruiting them and, and how big of a factor the uh, in-state powerhouse Ohio State would be for him. But, uh, again, an, a, another kid that could probably be a national recruit by the time it's all said and done. He's already got the U of M offer, and uh, Josh Gaddis is the one leading the point here. So uh, definitely encouraging to see him get on campus, too.
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see a, a guy, an underclassman from Ohio, that has crystal balls for two schools that aren't Ohio State. Usually these guys are already crystal balled because uh, the Buckeyes usually get whoever they want. Um, But, you know, without that offer, it's kind of hard to predict that he's going to go there. I assume they'll offer at some point, but it remains to be seen how uh, hard they'll go after him. Um, But, yeah, Notre Dame, Penn State, he'll he'll probably be – he's not ranked right now, which means he's not in the top 100, but he'll probably be a four-star at the end of the cycle, if I had to guess.
1: I would imagine so, too. How about another Ohio kid that also does not have uh, an Ohio State offer but does have a crystal ball in for Ohio State? One would imagine why. Um, But uh, Blake Miller, he's a a big-time offensive tackle recruit. Uh, He could probably play guard in college. He's 6'6", 3'15", from Strongsville, Ohio. Uh, Again, another guy with the makings of a potential big-time recruit. Uh, he's got the Michigan offer. He, he's also offered from schools like, again, Indiana, Kentucky, uh, Northwestern, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, it sounds like uh, academics could play a, a decent factor here, but he's also uh, drawing some interest at the very least from schools like Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, I think Clemson's on his radar, too. So it will be interesting to uh, monitor his recruitment moving forward. But, again, another Ohio kid, and they didn't really get any kids from Ohio in this last recruiting cycle Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how Michigan approaches the state of Ohio in 2021 and and, and moving forward with these uh, 2022 kids. Yeah, I think if they
2: want their best shot to land these Ohio kids, they should be doing what they're doing now with guys like Saunders and Miller and getting them up to campus, um, offering them early before Ohio State jumps in there um, to try to build that relationship um, before the Buckeyes can uh, kind of stake their claim in the recruitment and kind of uh, make them think – good, th- positive things about Michigan as early as possible. It's kind of like what they did with Corey Connor in this, in this class, they offered him before Ohio state did and got him on campus a bunch of times. And I think you need to build that foundation if you're going to compete against the Buckeyes in their home state. So if they keep doing this and Ohio state waits around too long, then Michigan can have a few of these guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about another Ohio kid. Let's just keep rolling off these Ohio kids, John. Uh, Stephen Bird. Uh, he, he's a running back recruit in the class of 2022, six foot, 195. He's from Canal, Winchester, which is probably the most proper-sounding city in Ohio. Uh, does not have an Ohio State offer either, but does have one from uh, in-state Cincinnati. He's got one from Iowa State. And Minnesota and uh, Michigan's going to be uh, probably recruiting their tails off for this kid, too. He looks to be another uh, pretty good prospect in this 2022 class. Ohio State or Ohio, uh, rather, is probably going to have a pretty good in-state crop in this uh, 2022 class. So it's uh, good to get these guys on campus early and often and uh, try and sway them away from the Buckeyes.
2: Yeah, and apparently the running back class in 2022 is also supposed to be very good. Uh, I know some of the 24/7 guys said that Bird should be a four-star in their top 250 um, when they do their next re-rank. So he's just another uh, you know four-star type guy that should uh, be ranked when the the lists expand here. Um, so there's going to be a lot of options at the running back position. I know Michigan's offered a bunch of guys um, elite elite uh, prospects across the country, but this Bird, uh, you know, close by. Michigan probably his best offer right now. Um, they'll have a good shot at. I think you know, just like they did with Miller, getting him on campus before Ohio State offers. Yeah. Uh, relationships with the with the family,
1: making them play catch up. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's let's jump back to the 2021 class uh, just for a hot second. Ryan Hosters, Camp. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but uh, he's not from Ohio, uh, believe it or not. He's from uh, Missouri. He's a tight end recruit, six foot four, 225. He doesn't have a composite score yet, but he's a, uh, a low three-star right now, uh, ranked by 24-7 sports. Uh, he does not have a Michigan offer. Uh, some people thought that he might have got the Michigan offer uh, when he visited this past weekend, but didn't end up getting it, but he's being recruited by Shrone Moore. Like all of these tight ends are in this 2021 class and probably beyond that as well. But uh, he's got uh, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Kansas, Kansas State, uh, Kentucky, uh, Memphis, a few schools like that. Also drawing some interest from Wisconsin. Um, so uh, it was interesting to see him not walk away from an o- uh, with an offer. I should I should say um, uh, a lot of people thought that he may have got that offer from Michigan. Didn't happen. Um, uh, we'll certainly see if uh, they continue to. Uh, recruit him and and monitor his development going into his senior season
2: yeah Michigan's in on a bunch of top tight end guys as we'll talk about in a minute so uh, Horst Camp is kind of probably a back burner guy Um, someone who's a backup plan Uh, yeah so you know he didn't walk away from campus with an offer so it looks like the the coaches are still going to just keep keeping tabs on him Um, and we'll see if things change in the future
1: Yeah. Well, let's let's waste no more time. Then let's talk about these other tight ends that uh, Michigan's going to have on campus for this weekend. Uh, Two much higher ranked recruits, uh, Brock Bowers. He's going to be on campus uh, on the sixth and Jack Pugh. He's going to be on campus on the seventh. So uh, Brock, he's a uh, a pretty much right in the top 100. He's he's right at 101, the uh, number three tight end. In the country, he's from Napa, California. 6'3", 225, uh, number 11-ranked player in the state of California. He's getting recruited from pretty much all over the country. He's got uh, offers from Michigan, LSU, Georgia, uh, Washington, Penn State, Oregon, Notre Dame. Uh, The list goes on and on for him. Uh, Jack Pugh, meanwhile, he's uh, 6'5", 235, He's from Ohio, Hilliard, Ohio. Uh number 313 overall. He's got a crystal ball for Wisconsin after visiting this past weekend. Uh he's got other offers from uh, Penn State, Iowa State, and uh I don't think he has a Michigan offer at this point, John. Uh so no, it'll be interesting doesn't. to see if he walks away with one after this weekend, but I, uh, okay, good. Um, thank you for confirming that. But uh but, yeah, two, two big-time tight end recruits in uh, the 2021 class coming in this weekend. Um, I would imagine that Pew walks away with an offer after uh, the weekend. So uh, definitely good to get these guys on campus. And, and like we had kind of talked about a little bit last week, Michigan's really in on uh, some some big-time recruits at the tight end position in 2021. Uh, it, it, things are looking really good with Sharon Moore and company so far at the position uh, in this recruiting class,
2: yeah, that's not surprising to me given how well uh, Moore is on the recruiting tra- trail. Um, Bowers, I think we talked about last week, is a guy that I think is one of the more likely candidates to uh, maybe uh, join Michigan's class. You know, get a couple crystal balls following this visit. He does have a very big, uh, long national offer list. Um, I don't know. To me, just seems like a guy that will respond to Michigan's pitch. They've done pretty well in California the past couple of cycles, landing some big guys like Giles Jackson, Jeffrey Piercy, uh, Zach Charbonnet. This uh, Bowers just got bumped to you know just outside the top 100, so he's going to be a, a big focus this weekend. Um, but Pew is also having a big rise up the rankings. He just went uh, up to four star in the composite. 24/7 Sports is, has him at number 151 in the country, which is, uh, you know, almost twice as high as his composite score. So he, they clearly think a lot of him. I mean, if Wisconsin is going after the tight end, he's probably got a good uh, chance of being a good player in the next level. Um, and with Ohio State already having their, a tight end committed in their class, a uh, kid from Colorado, I think that it's not unlikely that they ever offer Pew unless something happens or they want to take two. I'm not sure about how stocked the room is right now. But I could definitely see Michigan offering this weekend just to kind of keep pace with schools like Wisconsin and Penn State if they want uh, to eventually land him.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's uh, certainly interesting to, to to monitor all of this. And, and both of these guys, uh, their composite ranking is a little lower than the 24-7 sports ranking because uh, – yeah, Brock Bowers just on twenty four seven alone is uh, number fifty two overall. So uh, they're comparing uh, Brock Bowers to to a Noah Fant, a former Iowa tight end. They're saying that he uh, he has a, elite level athleticism. Had a four five forty as a sophomore and a forty inch vertical. So uh, it would be a pretty good pickup if uh, if, if that uh, player comp ends up turning out, but. He will, Like I said earlier, he'll be visiting on the 6th. Jack Pugh will be visiting on the 7th. I would imagine that he would probably walk away with an offer uh, a- after this visit. Um, a- he does have that Wisconsin crystal ball after uh, he visited Wisconsin this past weekend. Uh, Steve Woltform, the uh, uh, director of football recruiting for 24-7 Sports, put that one in uh, just today. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Wisconsin's able to get him uh, back on campus and see how big of a threat they'll be. And uh, we'll certainly see how serious Michigan is about recruiting him, uh, given the amount of tight ends that they're really going after in this 2021 class. I'd imagine that they'd probably want to lock in two uh, in this class after only taking one last cycle. Um, so we will certainly see how all of that plays out. But uh, John, was there anything else uh, from from these visitors from this past weekend or Anything else on uh, Bowers or Pew that you want to uh, uh, talk about?
2: Um, I think one more interesting name is that was on campus is uh, the Pius Jugo, the 6'3", 324-pound defensive tackle from yeah. Rouge, who's an intriguing guy just because uh, he's an in-state huge defensive tackle that the roster could need right now. Um, he's, his film's really good, it seems like. Very raw and will be a developmental prospect, but um, Michigan wants him to camp and take the SAT before they offer him. But it seems like they're really interested if he, uh, you know, ends up hitting all checking all the right boxes for them. So that could be a guy to watch. And he was also here on the last big visit weekend they had at the end of January. Um, so he's clearly interested um, in Michigan a lot, and I think he's going to work hard to get those. Uh, to do what he needs to do to get that offer. So he's just a good guy to keep, keep track of.
1: Yeah. It does certainly seem like he's uh, motivated to, to work hard and, and be able to get that Michigan offer. Cause he's mentioned in the past that Michigan was a team that he grew up rooting for and watching at this juncture in his recruitment. He's only got offers from Mac schools, Eastern Michigan, Buffalo, and Bowling green uh, does not have a composite ranking, but I mean, the kid's 6'3", 324. He's a big boy. There's no no doubt about that. And being a uh, home hometown kid, I would imagine that uh, if he works hard and, and gets those uh, SAT scores up and does everything that he needs to do, um, you would imagine that a Michigan offer would probably come rolling through. And I would imagine that some crystal balls would probably come rolling through at that point too. So, yeah, it will be interesting to monitor him, especially at such a big position of need moving forward but um okay john hey we will uh, take a quick break here we'll come back and uh, we'll talk about some some more players on uh, your target board series so uh stick around we will be right back
0: it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back to wrap up
1: today's podcast. We're going to roll through uh, John Simmons, very own 2021 target board. He was so kind to do all of this for us uh, these past two weeks. Uh, Last week, he focused on on the offensive side of the ball. This week is defense. And uh, I I feel like we've talked ad nauseum about D-line, so we won't really uh, hit on those guys too much in this podcast, but linebacker is certainly an interesting position moving forward for Michigan in this class, uh, given that they didn't take a ton uh, in 2020, uh, I guess, just depending on where they play some of these guys at, whether it's Viper or, you know, wherever the case may be, but uh, top target, you have a junior Colson, who is a four-star from the great state of Tennessee. Uh, It it sounds like he was already pretty interested in Michigan before uh, Brian Jean-Marie came to uh, Ann Arbor. Uh, He had visited a few times, and it sounds like he's going to be visiting a few more times uh, this spring and summer. So uh, I don't know, John. I mean, the way that things are sounding, I feel like this is Michigan's to lose. They're going up against some pretty good competition, but – with the way that junior has been uh, talking about Michigan, I feel like uh, they're probably in the driver's seat at this point.
2: Yeah. He's another guy from Tennessee that uh, has been up on campus a bunch of times and he's going to be on campus a couple times more. He said he wants to be, uh, to be in Ann Arbor for, to view a couple of spring practices um, when they start that. And also for an official visit later on, um, which is going to be a big deal. Um, I think he, the, I think Michigan probably leads for Colson at this point. Um, given his, his high level of interest, I'd say Tennessee is one to watch out for just because he lives in the state. And Texas A&M, um, his sister goes there. Or no, his cousin. Uh, one of his family members goes there right now and talked about it. I know his grandparents both went there too. So he has a lot of family ties to A&M. So, um, you know, if it seems kind of strange that they're the ones leading his recruitment, that's why. Um, but still, I think, uh, that Michigan, it's it's their race to lose right now. I think uh, mm-hmm. if I had to bet, I bet he'd take. It, he's going to take his official the last uh, weekend of June with a bunch of other guys, and uh, I think a commitment could be like likely there. But that's just a prediction based on my part.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a pretty big visit weekend for Michigan. It usually is that last weekend in June before uh, the dead period hits for the rest of the summer uh, outside of the barbecue weekend, but. But, yeah, I, I, I think Michigan's probably uh, uh, the team to uh, to beat in this recruitment. It, it sounds like he's really interested. And if, if he really does end up coming to visit Michigan a couple more times, I, I think they could probably seal the deal with uh, whenever he ends up officially visiting. So uh, he's 6'2", 228. He's ranked 127 on the composite, number 10 outside linebacker. So pretty good prospect there for Michigan to take in its class. Uh, A guy that I feel like we've talked about quite a bit is Jamari Budden, so let's not talk about him too much. Uh, Michigan's probably leading in that recruitment as well, uh, especially given that uh, he's probably going to project a Viper, and and apparently he's been pretty receptive of uh, being a Viper target for Michigan, but Uh, A guy that is relatively new to Michigan recruiting, it sounds like, is uh, Dallas Turner. He's a four-star. He's from uh, St. Thomas in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 165 on the composite. He's he's a big boy. He's 6'4", 235. So maybe he ends up playing that that Sam linebacker, Uche kind of role. But uh, uh, he was one of the first guys, uh, according to you at least, John, that uh, Gene Mary ended up offering when he was first hired. So let's talk about him for a sec. What do you like about him? And do you think Michigan could be a big factor here moving forward?
2: Yeah. Like you said, I like his size six, four, two, three, five is pretty big. He's going to be, I think a guy that can come off the edge, like a, a Josh Uche guy. Cause he's, you know, uh, big and lean. Um, so I think that's the role that Michigan sees him in. You know, Gene Mary has the connections in Florida working as a recruiting director at USF. So Um, I think that's going to stand out to him, but I think this is going to be a contentious uh, recruiting battle with, you know, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, all looking like top schools for Turner as well. Um, I think uh, Turner mentioned that he wanted to get up to campus when he, after he was first offered. Um, So I think that's going to be the first step in, uh, you know, Michigan's recruiting him, like turning up the, the interest level and, you know, making, getting their foot in the door. But uh, he did, they did just make his top 10, so uh, which was released literally 15 minutes ago. Uh, but I think that – Breaking have, news. Yeah. John, John Simmons, Simmons break breaking down. news on a
1: podcast.
2: Um, but it, it's, all, it's all top schools on there. Um, it's going to be a national recruitment for sure.
1: So we'll see. We will certainly see. A guy also in the state of Florida is originally from Massachusetts, though – and uh, I don't know if this is how you pronounce his last name, but I'm just going to say it anyways. Sam O'Fury, I, I just like the way that that rolls off the tongue. He's playing at IMG. Like I say, he's from Massachusetts. Uh, you would imagine that with him originally being from the Northeast, that, uh, I mean, that's just pure Don Brown territory. Um, he's more of your traditional inside linebacker guy. He's 6'1", 240 is what they have them listed as right now. Uh, 24-7's page has offers listed for UMass, Michigan, and Syracuse. So out of those three schools, I would imagine that if those truly are the only offers that he has, Michigan's definitely his best one. And uh, he's a four-star guy, 319 overall in the composite. Um, uh, this would certainly be an interesting recruitment to monitor moving forward. Just I, I can't believe that this kid only has three offers. There's got to be something going on here.
2: Yeah, he probably. It just seems like he's a quiet kid that doesn't report his offers very much. But he's definitely going to get more attention down at IMG than he does up in Massachusetts. So maybe that's why he moved to want to get more attention. But um, he probably just hasn't reported a lot. Um, It looks like he. I didn't even notice that he transferred IMG until I was writing this up. I think it was pretty recent decision. Um, So like you know, guys like JC Latham and Greg Crippen who were t- former kind of Michigan leans have gone down to IMG and uh, then kind of trended away from Michigan. So we'll see if that happens here with O'Fury, o- o- if, you know, other schools step in and get his attention. Um, but if it's truly just those three schools, he's mm-hmm. um, obviously going to have a good shot here.
1: Let's talk about a guy in uh, your section here under the radar, which I feel like is pretty appropriate at this point for Jack Hollifield. Uh, he was once one of the top targets for Michigan. Now with the uh, new linebacker coach coming in and, and with the fact that he kind of fell down the rankings a little bit with these new re-ranks. Uh, definitely fitting for him to be in the under the radar section. Just given all of those things, I feel like they've probably moved on to a few other guys. Now that Brian Jean-Mary is the linebackers coach, I feel like uh, Chris Partridge was uh, closer to Jack Hollifield than uh, any of the other Michigan coaches were. So I would imagine that this recruitment is probably over with for Michigan unless something weird happens. Like literally everybody on their linebacker list ends up committing somewhere else.
2: Yeah, he's been an interesting one to follow. I think Michigan was definitely in a good shot, good spot before, and like during the season, um, before Partridge left. Um, it was always going to be tough to pull him away from, you know, Virginia Tech, where his older brother plays right now. Um, and, you know, it's his home, well, it's near his home state he's from North Carolina, um, it's closer to school. But yeah, then he falls from a four star pretty far down in the three star territory. Um, which you don't see that often. So I think something may be up that his junior film wasn't mm-hmm. as good as it was before. Um, I think he was always kind of viewed as an athlete that could project to a, a couple different positions on both sides of the ball. I think his brother was like that too. Um, so maybe he's a bit of a tweener, but I, I think Michigan just has other priorities on their board. Now, you know, you see the guys that Jean Mary likes like a Dallas Turner or someone. So it looks like they're just going to go in a different direction.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, let's let's go to your class prediction here. And and by the way, I I, sh- I should have prefaced all of this by saying that uh, your target board uh, predictions here are uh, they're all on maizeandbrew.com. And uh, as some of these probably won't be exactly posted by the time that this podcast is, but uh, they'll be out all of them uh, by the end of the week. So I'll definitely go check all of those out. John put a, a ton of work into these and uh, put together an offer board for each position at the end of each article so uh, uh, uh definitely good work from you john um let's let's talk about this class prediction though that you have um a, you say that uh, junior colson is probably going to be one of the guys to commit as will jamari budden two guys that we've talked about quite a bit here um and and then you had mentioned that if turner o'fury or or uh, 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 uh is that how would you pronounce that allen uh, I think so. Uh, Elaine. I don't know. Elaine. Yeah, Deshaun right. Elaine. Allen. He's a four-star uh, also from Florida. Um, but uh, you mentioned that if those three guys end up uh, visiting uh, from Florida, then uh, the chances of, of them joining the class can uh, be reevaluated later on. So uh, I, I think all Michigan recruiting fans would be happy with a haul of uh, Junior Colson uh, at uh, the traditional linebacker spot, Jamari Budden at your Viper spot, and then maybe one or two or uh, possibly those three guys uh, at the linebackers, uh, Turner O'Fury and, and Elaine uh, moving forward. It would definitely be an interesting linebacker haul uh, for the class, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it would be good. I think
2: the linebacker spots, one of the few um, you know, positions where their top guys are the guys that are most likely – to uh, commit to Michigan, I think tight ends like that too. But uh, yeah, could, like Colson and Budden are could easily end up being the class um, with without too much surprise. Um, so I, I expect those two to to be the names you hear most likely going forward. With maybe Turner or, or Lane coming up um, later on, depending on a visit or not.
1: All right, let's move on to cornerback, and uh, it, this this board is still definitely developing a little bit. Uh, you have your top target as Kalen King, who is a four-star from Cass Tech. Uh, there are a few guys from Cass Tech that Michigan's going after in this cycle, but Kalen King, definitely one of the bigger ones. Uh, he is uh, not really... Uh, like the Andre Seldon cornerback from last cycle, but more so of, of a Darian Green Warren. He's 5'11", 170. Uh, he's ranked 326 overall on the 24-7 sports composite. So, I mean, Michigan has done pretty well securing these uh, top cornerback targets in the in state, um, maybe Julian Barnett being the one guy that they didn't end up locking in in recent memory. But other than that, I mean, you have a Lavert Hill, Andre Seldom, like I'd mentioned, a Jordan Lewis. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on with these uh, Detroit cornerbacks going to Michigan. So it could be another one. I I certainly see Michigan as as one of the top targets here for uh, for King. So. It uh, would be definitely hard to turn down another top in-state target.
2: Yeah, I think the the one thing holding him back is his brother Kobe King. Um, I don't know if Michigan is super going hard after him, based on the other linebackers we talked about. Um, and if they want to go to school together, um, I don't know if Michigan's going to be the place. That's why schools like Wisconsin, um, some other Big Ten West schools are are kind of surging. In the the Kings, I think they're visiting there this weekend. Um, but you know, like you said, the the streak of Detroit cornerbacks that Michigan's produced has kind of been unprecedented. And King, I think, would be in a good shot to extend that, especially because he's taller than most of them already.
1: Yeah, so, exactly. Vince Gray great being another guy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, one of the quarterbacks that I'm most intrigued in uh, is Ishmael Ibrahim. He's a Texas kid. Uh, Michigan doesn't really recruit the state of Texas all that well. Uh, they've had a few guys here and there uh, over the last maybe four or five cycles, but uh, he's a kid that it sounds like he's really interested in Michigan, quite honestly. And, and a big part of that is because of the addition of Brian Gene Mary. He's really went into Texas and Florida uh, head first. And uh, he's one of the guys that uh, he quickly got pretty interested in Michigan. He's six1 175 He's from Dallas uh, 124 overall on the composite and the number 12 overall cornerback in the class and 24 seven in their own rankings has him at number 99 overall. So uh, it, it sounds like uh, the typical Southern schools are probably going to be the ones to beat here with Texas, of course, being prominent. Georgia is another big time school for him and LSU is going to be tough to beat too. But he would mentioned that Michigan is probably going to get one of his official visits so that is a big win, in my opinion, already for uh, Brian Gene Mary on the recruiting trail. Yeah, that's. A, I think
2: Ibrahim's rising up their board uh, very quickly. Um, he's quickly become a top target, and Ibrahim's responding very well, which is what you like to see um, when you're going after these guys. So um, it's kind of up in the air right now, but uh, until he goes on that official visit. But once he does, I think it'll be a big deal. Um, and I think Michigan – is going to be in
1: his pocket for a
2: while.
1: Yeah, more than likely. And and you have him in this in-the-mix section, along with John Howes IV, with, uh, which we've already uh, discussed previously. So let's talk about uh, Deuce Chestnut, which is probably one of the best recruiting names in this class that I've seen so far. Uh, he's from Camden, which is uh, – Camden, New Jersey, should definitely be a, a familiar spot for Michigan football. Recruiting – Uh, Followers, that's where they uh, landed. Cesar Ruiz, Brad Hawkins, the list goes on and on for guys from Camden or just New Jersey in general. But, uh, uh, again, uh, could see some more interest moving forward from Michigan. I feel like they probably haven't put in enough interest uh, at least the interest that they should if they're really serious about going after him. And uh, I would hope that they would be because he's a four-star. He's number 249 overall. Uh, he's 5'11", 180. Uh, it, it sounds like uh, Miami is probably going to be a pretty big factor in this race. So we'll certainly see if Michigan amps up uh, their recruitment of, uh, of in my opinion at least, uh, Deuce Chestnut, the, the best name that I've seen so far in this uh, 2021 class. Yeah. Camden
2: is where Cesar Ruiz and Brad Hawkins played school or played for in high school before each of them, uh, transferred to a different place. So Michigan's familiar there. I don't know how big the impact of Campanile and Partridge leaving is on Chestnut. Um, probably has something to do with it.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm.
2: both are gone. We'll see, um, who picks up the slack, but, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good candidate, solid four star, his teammate, um, was considering Michigan Elijah Clark before he committed to Rutgers, um, so I could see him Rutgers being a, a contender here um, with Greg Schiano there. Um, but yeah, Miami's also uh, one that he's uh, kind of uh, interested in pretty h- highly uh, besides Rutgers and Michigan. So we'll, uh, we'll see what goes on with them. Um, I, I like to see Chestnut on campus this spring or you know summer uh, before staying that Michigan is uh, is like one of the top schools for sure.
1: Now, I can't remember the last time Michigan actually la- landed a, a five-star cornerback recruit. If you want to consider Jabril Peppers, that's fine, but he never really played cornerback. But uh, Tony Grimes, he's in your long shots section here on the target board on com, And uh, this recruitment's been definitely a roller coaster, to say the least, I. Early on, it seemed like he really favored Michigan. Michigan was one of his favorite schools. Uh, And and then uh, somewhere along the line, uh, just everything stopped. All all of the the love for Michigan just ended, and uh, he didn't put them in his uh, list of top schools. And then uh, it it sounds like Zordich reached back out and uh, is trying to rekindle that relationship there. Uh, so definitely an interesting one moving forward, but at this point, I feel like Michigan probably won't be much of a factor unless they end up getting him back on another uh, on-campus visit or something along those lines. Yeah, it, it was really
2: weird. He visited last time. He visited. His dad like had a bunch of good things to say. Said that they were going to come up two, three more times, and then some something happened, and then he just you know completely stopped cold turkey. With Michigan, um, a lot of other schools came in. Of course, he's a, you know the number one cornerback in the country. It's going to happen. Um, you know Georgia got some crystal balls, uh, so that's going to be really really tough to beat. Oh, regardless of any you know contention between Michigan and the Grimes family. So then lately, Grimes did say he's open to Michigan again. That there's not anything going on. So he could visit. Um, I don't know. This just seems like a drama filled recruitment that Mm. never really seems to work out well for Michigan, unless you're Aubrey Solomon, but I don't think that's going to happen here. So I wouldn't get your hopes up, but I just put, I threw him in there because he is a top guy that Michigan was highly interested in some point and they say they're still going to consider them, but I I don't think they're going to really be that serious about them.
1: Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah, yeah. Though you mentioned Aubrey Solomon. Yeah, that's like the one drama-filled recruitment that I can remember with with Michigan actually landing the guy. So doesn't happen very often. But in your class prediction here, you say uh, Kalen King is probably going to be there, so you penciled him in, and then you had mentioned Ishmael Ibrahim uh, being next up on the list, and then Ryan Barnes, who is a a, a three-star at the moment, he's from Maryland um, he's a kid that I've talked to a few times and it sounds like he is really interested in Michigan. So I, I think that's a pretty solid class prediction, John. And, uh, I, I think it's certainly one that Zordich and Harbaugh would be pretty happy taking. Yeah, I think, um, that
2: would be good. Um, there's a lot of guys that could end up be, uh, being, uh, big targets, you know, that, uh, they've really offered guys only in uh, January and December on well, a couple of months ago for this class. So there hasn't been a lot of time for them to become Michigan targets, visit campus a lot, you know, hear from the coaches. Um, so it's kind of hard to tell where they, tell where they stand. Um, so this is, this is one position where I could see the, the board looking very different from where it is now. Um, so, mm. you know, try to keep track of, Uh, all the cornerbacks, their interest going through the spring and stuff. So, you know, look at the offer board. I'll be updating that weekly with uh, all the new stuff going on and kind of uh, reprioritize who I think Michigan's top targets are at each position as they're going on. So, you know, bookmark that page and take a look every once in a while to see how the cornerbacks are shaking out and all the other positions, of course, too.
1: Yeah. Cornerback is certainly going to be one of the more intriguing positions uh, moving forward in this 2021 class. Uh, let's move on to safeties, which is actually the complete opposite of intriguing. This one's going to be boring as all hell. In my opinion, uh, they there the guys that they're going after, they've been going after for quite some time. But quite honestly, John, I I could see them taking nobody at the safety spot in in the 2021 class. You for your top target, you have a Kari G, who is a, a four star. He's a number 317 overall from the state of Georgia. Another. Uh, spot that Michigan will probably uh, not do too well at now that Chris Partridge is gone. Uh, but he's from Atlanta. Uh, he's got an offer from Clemson. He's got one from Florida State. It's going to be probably pretty tough to pry him away from the South. Um, but uh, he has visited once before. And uh, maybe if you get him back on campus once more or two more times, maybe you could try and seal the deal. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. If you have to go against Clemson, going to be tough. Yeah. Um, he did put Michigan in his top 10, but it's also a bunch of different schools, top schools are in there. He's a guy that I think the, the rankings still haven't caught up with, even though he went from unranked to a four-star. He's a four-star. The other two probably barely have him ranked at all. Um, so yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to see. Um, if, they don't, if Michigan doesn't get him, I'd say it's probably Donovan McMillan, the guy from uh, Pennsylvania that they're going to move mm-hmm. on to top guy that they like. Um, this is someone that Bob Shoup came out uh, and offered uh, as one of his first targets. Um, you know, he's not really known for recruiting, but he did extend an offer to McMillan. Um, Mike Zordage is also helping out here um, since he's from Pennsylvania and that's kind of Zordage's neck of the woods. So, two guys that aren't really known for their recruiting are going after him. Um, but I think that they're going to do well here. I mean, McMillan's going also considering Notre Dame pretty highly. Um, so he's another guy that I think the ratings aren't the, – the recruiting ranking isn't as high as his actual ability, um, given the other schools that are in on him. So uh, McMillan is, a, is another guy to keep your eye on at the safety board, if they take anyone.
1: Yeah, I was going to say probably McMillan and then A.J. Kirk being the other guy. Uh, he's from Ohio. Um was a really highly ranked kid originally, and then uh, an injury kind of forced him to uh, uh, middle out a little bit, and he's now a three-star. But uh, yeah, like I said, I I could honestly see them taking nobody at the safety spot in this class. But but uh, if they do, yeah, I would imagine it'd probably be McMillan just because of the uh, ties that the Michigan coaches have to that area. And uh, it sounds like uh, this is going to be a, a a pretty interesting Michigan-Notre Dame battle again on the recruiting trail, which if you've been following Michigan recruiting long enough, there have been uh, a, a ton of those gee, just in recent memory, and there's going to be a ton more to follow. So it will be interesting to see. But, but uh, John, I, uh, I, I think that's about all I've got here. Did you want to mention anybody else on the safeties or just anybody in general in these uh, um, target boards that you've got written up here? Nope. I don't think so.
2: I think we did a good job covering most of it.
1: Yeah. I I definitely appreciate you doing all that. And I'm sure that the uh, people uh, definitely appreciate you writing up these target boards and and the offer boards as well. You, you did a really nice job. So uh, definitely like John said, uh, bookmark those pages uh, because the the target board will be uh, updating. The offer board will be updating and uh, constantly as, as Michigan rolls through the spring with all these visits and, and uh, official visits and the summer visits and everything, it's uh, certainly an interesting time to be a, a Michigan – or just a recruiting fan in general. So
0: definitely keep it locked on
1: Amazing uh, Brew for all things recruiting. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, man? At Simmons underscore John. And give Mason Brew a like and follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what other social media handles you have. Go give them a like or follow. Uh, and give all of our podcasts a, 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 a like and a, a review and subscribe to them. You can pretty much find them anywhere you get your podcasts. We will be back next week uh, with another edition of Future Brew. For John Simmons, I am Vaughn Lozon. Like I say, we'll be back next week. And go blue.